Welcome to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. I'm Casey Howe, Senior Meditation and Dharma Teacher for Inside LA. And I'm Dr. Monisha Vasa, Psychiatrist. In our little podcasting studio in Orange County, California, we bring wisdom from the couch and the cushion to your real-life questions and struggles. So grab a cup of tea and join us. We're, We're so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so today we'll be talking about self-acceptance and what makes it so much harder than it seems like it should be. Um, so we're going to actually start with a poem and then we'll move on to the question that we received. Um, and so this is actually a poem that I wrote. It doesn't have a title yet, but it's one I actually just wrote a few days ago. Your beauty is not your body confined by the limits of skin, limited by the reach of space and time. No, your beauty rests in your heart, radiating infinite, through your eyes, through your words, through your touch. So let your body be, let it settle into the shape of you. Soft, round, used, and instead embody the beauty of wisdom, of kindness, the spirit that flows through this form and changes the world. Beautiful. Thank you. And so that pertains to this week's question, um, which came from one of our followers here in Orange County. And the question, which makes me laugh every time I read it, because so funny how she put it, but so true. How can I be truly comfortable with aging when the mirror clearly shows that my face is trying to exit my face? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And it's how it feels, you know, it's how it feels. And so, yeah, we, I think that question speaks to something that we all struggle with, you know, which comes back to this, this issue of how do we make peace with our selves and our bodies as they they change with time well for, for this one you know i think about the buddhist path and and whatnot it's mm. it's the biggie of impermanence and i, I was watching uh, pema children and she was coming up on her 80th something birthday and she's like, wow, look at me. You know, she's like, I, I have maybe what, 10 years left mm. or something like that. Like r realistically. Yeah. And I'm staring, you know, death in the eye kind mm. of thing. And she said, you know, I'm so grateful that I have had the practice of meditating on death and impermanence mm. for so long. Uh, because I don't have fear now, but when I first started practicing, I had a lot of fear. And along with that fear, of course, we have a lot of attachment to this this body mm -hmm. as self, right? We merge this idea of self. We merge with a lot of things, with, mm -hmm. with concepts and ideas and beliefs and, and body and mm -hmm. emotions. You know, we self-identify. And she was talking about seeing the fruition at that time mm. of her life of these years of practice and 
And I don't think that's an easy thing. Mm. And, and that's kind of more ultimate level kind of stuff. But I don't think it's an easy thing to overturn that, especially in today's world mm. of this visual society mm. you know, people looking at, you know, all the Instagram images, mm. social images and yeah. people becoming, it's always been like this though. Mm. It's not, not just social people becoming stars off their looks and, mm. and that's fine. You know, beauty is appreciated and, and, and all that. And, uh, when we self identify that and quantify our worth upon that, mm. then obviously that's going to lead to suffering because it's a perishable, um, attribute. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think so many things come up for me in thinking about this because I feel like it's been such a personal process, even for me to think about, how I even start to approach this idea of self-acceptance for myself. And, you know, I think a couple of things come to mind. It's one, I mean, I grew up in Chicago, you know, and in in Chicago, it was very different than it is here in Orange County. You know, it's like we're covered head to toe, like 95% of the year. So it's different. There's not that sense of constant comparison in many ways to to those who are around you or I didn't feel it at least back then and then when I moved to Southern California and I realized here because of you know how the weather is really people are showing their bodies year-round and it's very much it I really noticed that it was difficult to not engage in that sort of comparing mind because you're surrounded by um, often what felt like really high standards of beauty and and so I think about that and I think about I think I was sharing this story with you earlier you know yesterday I was looking through my phone looking for a photo and I started kind of going back many many years and just realizing how much our body really does change over time how much our face changes over time and um, and how even two photos taken within a couple of months of each other can look so different, you know, and some might evoke a sense of, oh, I feel like I look good in that photo. And some might evoke more of a sense of aversion. And yet, you know, you're the same person in both of those photos, right? Maybe it's a different angle, maybe it's different lighting. And yet the reaction that's generated internally is so strong. But which one is really the real you, right? They're both you. And so, you know, I think, I think those are sort of parts of my personal journey, but also in kind of working with my patients on this piece, because obviously it's something that comes up quite a bit, you know, um, with patients. And I think really a lot of the challenge is, you know, when I, when I was going back through those photos or when I found myself in LA instead of Chicago, you know, the immediate reaction is, oh, if I want to feel better about myself and if I want to accept myself more, I need to change my body. I need to change my external form somehow, you know, to to be more of whatever it is, you know, um, thinner, fashionable, taller, whatever, you know, insert whatever adjective you want to insert. And And then over time, recognizing it's really not that self-acceptance, I mean, that's going to be a, fin- that's going to be a finishing line that continues to get you pushed moved. ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that really it is an internal process more than an external process. And I think that's where we get confused is we think, oh, I'll accept myself once I lose 10 pounds or once I, 
do my Botox or whatever it is. And there's actually nothing inherently wrong with any of those things. It's only once we believe that that's where that self-love and self-acceptance, where that's where we're going to find it. I think it's once we start to believe that where we find ourselves in a, in a difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even all those things are shifting and changing. Mm. Even if you did lose the 10 pounds, mm. even if you did have the bikini body, mm. I was reading another one where this woman got the bikini body mm-hmm. and she was working her butt off and, and she was a mother and of two or three, I can't remember mm. doing competitions mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, she's like, wow, like this isn't really worth it. I'm losing Mm. time with my family Mm. and whatnot. And she ended up, you know, just working out intermittently, but then gaining some weight back. And Mm. she's like, I just really like this. This is awesome. Yeah, much happier. (laughs) This is is where I'm at because even that's not sustainable, Mm. right? And Mm. this goes with anything where if we have, you know, all of that uh, coming together harmoniously, whether it be health or wealth mm. or, or whatnot, that's subject to change. So mm. like mm. you mentioned, if we don't have something internal mm. that shifts, uh, mm-hmm. what else is there? There's right. just, we're, we're, gra- we're trying to make the uncertainty um, certain, mm. trying to find certainty in the uncertainty, right? The un- in the uncertain. So right. Right. Uh, it's never going to work out. Yeah. And I think that's where we kind of tie back into what I was sort of getting to in the poem is, you know, what are those internal qualities that we can practice embracing as our actual manifestations of beauty? You know, mm, can it mm-hmm. be, you know, I talk about wisdom and kindness or, you know, in the poem, but it could be so many things, right? It could be how you love, it could be your sense of humor, it could be, you know, any sort of quality that you that you love about yourself, Um you know, can you find your beauty in those places? Um, and I know that in some ways that feels much easier said than done. Um, and it's not always an either or proposition, but sometimes I think we even forget to try that. You know, yeah. I think we we forget to look there for beauty. Um, and of course, the other places, you know, what are the things that your body can do, which also shifts and changes with time because that's also impermanent. But you know, the rarity of being able to get up and walk or to drive a car or to, you know, make breakfast for your children. It's like these are these are the things that we're able to do um, that we also forget are a reflection of, you know, what's beautiful about our bodies and what they're capable of. Um, and so I think when we can start to at least remember, you know, at least remember that beauty comes from all those places, you know, um, it's not just about the external shape that we have mm-hmm. or the external form. Um, at least maybe it allows us a little bit more spaciousness in how we perceive ourselves. And wouldn't that be wonderful if people were talking about their partners and, mm. and whatnot? And, you know, one thing that I always look at is how kind is somebody, mm. I mean, optimism, mm. you know, things like this, like mm. you're, you know, you're talking about, oh, I met a new person. Mm. One of the first things would be like, oh, that's awesome. Mm. How kind are they? Mm. You know, as opposed mm. to like, oh, is she hot? Yeah. Like, is he handsome? <laughs> like, you know, let me right. see a photo. Yes. And, like, yeah. and, I, and I see this all the time, which again, there's nothing wrong mm. with that. But like, oh, you're such a lucky guy. Mm. You know, she's super hot. Mm. 
awesome and is she nice like is he nice like these things that once we start looking at ourselves and Mm -hmm. and others and comment and complimenting ourselves and complimenting others Mm -hmm. in that way like wouldn't that be cool Mm -hmm. if that was like how society perceived Mm -hmm. you know people like oh man they're good looking and they're you know super nice like what Mm -hmm. if that was on the same Right, same level the yeah. same playing field as <laughs> yeah. like somebody's hot. Mm. Um, that would be cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I thought we'd do a little meditation mm. um, on on self acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. So, uh, again, like we say, like if you're driving or something like mm-hmm. that, and you don't have to go to full meditation mode, but mm. just take this as, as more of an affirmation. And if you are in a place where you can meditate, then then feel free to get into a comfortable position. These are just few-minute meditations, but allowing your eyes to close. And then checking into the energy of your body and mind. Letting everything in, letting everything out. And meditation is so wonderful for self-acceptance because it is teaching us to accept the moment as it is. and accepting yourself in this moment. And accepting it means without judgment. So if you notice you have crazy monkey mind, busy mind, just noticing that, letting that be as it is, without judgment, we all have that. If the mind is tired, allowing that to be as it is. This is so common as well. If there is agitation in the body High emotions, that's okay. Letting everything in, letting everything out. And so a great meditation for self-acceptance is called good enough. Good enough. And so you could look at external things, my job, the people in my life, how much money I make, the car I drive. It's good enough. 
There is no finish line, as Monisha was saying. We could always want more. But this is good enough. My body, my energy level, how much I got done today, it's good enough. I am good enough. And see if you can bring this energy outward to your friends and families, neighbors, communities, that everyone is trying their best and seeing them as good enough. Nobody's perfect. Nothing's perfect. And allowing this tender, open part of your heart to expand as we conclude our time together. May all beings everywhere without exception, may they all be happy and free from suffering. <laughs>